Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from 2 Kings, the Old Testament lesson. And as Elijah and Elisha still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. And he saw him no more. Dear friends of Christ, happy Valentine's Day. And of course, today's also Transfiguration Sunday, and kind of the two complement each other. They go, go hand in hand, because on Valentine's Day, God sent his son as a gift to the world, the best Valentine's Day gift that anybody could, could have. It, would begin, it begins, the journey today does, of Jesus' sacrificial love. Jesus prepares to leave us. He prepares to make his journey to the cross. In our Old Testament lesson, we see Elijah, and he's preparing to leave us. He's preparing to leave this earth and to go home. Because in time, everybody gets to go home. Usually, to go home, to be in the presence of the glory of God, you have to die. That's the way most normal people do, have to do it, because of the curse of sin and death. However, instead with Elijah, God sends this heavenly chariot, these chariots of fire and these horses of fire to take him home to heaven. You know, leaving the earth is never easy. And I don't care if it's a, well, you get to take it on a chariot of fire, you have to die. It's always difficult. And, and Elisha grieved. Elisha had a hard time dealing with all that. And then people grieved when Jesus had to leave this earth too. You remember the women, how they cried? Remember the disciples, how they grieved? Death hurts. Death of a loved one. Stings. There's separation. There's a loss of love. The one we love is gone. And our text says, Elisha and Elisha were separated, divided, not something we want to see happen with somebody we love so dearly. Behold, the chariots of fire and the horses of fire separated the two of them. And then Elijah was taken up in a kind of a tornado, a whirlwind. It's a farewell. It's a goodbye. It's a going away. And yet, the way... Jesus and Elisha left this world were quite spectacular. Elisha, of course, <laughs> coming with chariots, that we'd never seen that before. Jesus, not so spectacular, but a little more bloody with the cross. But still a spectacular death in its own way, in its own right. Because Jesus left us a wonderful display of love when he left this world. The cross is that symbol of the Christian faith that said God loved you so much that he gave his son to die for you. And so we think about Elijah leaving the earth, we think about Jesus leaving the earth, we think about that display of love that Elijah had for Elijah and that people had for Jesus, and we think about the world's best Valentine's Day gift. And then we think about our loved ones. When our, what happens when our loved ones go home? good question that's our theme 
I want you to think about the most beautiful display of light that you've ever seen in the sky. Uh, maybe it was, you know, a rainbow or a beautiful sunset, or maybe you've had the opportunity to see the northern lights dance across the sky. And all those are spectacular, but perhaps nothing compared to what Elisha got to see with the flaming chariot, chariots and the flaming horses coming to pick Elijah up from heaven. And Elisha watched the whole thing. <laughs> Again, he carried that memory with him. And he was so overwhelmed, he shouted, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen of Israel. He always remembered that. It stuck in his brain. Peter, James, and John had a lasting memory too. Before Jesus was going to leave, Jesus was going to make an impression on them. And of course, they never forgot Christ's transfiguration on the mountain. They, he takes them up to the top of the mountain and he says, Guess what, guys? You just think I'm a normal old guy? And then like Superman, the glory of God begins to be shine forth from Jesus. Guess what, guys? I'm God. <laughs> they didn't know what to do with all that. Peter talked about it later. He said, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. It made an impression on us. We remember it. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was born to him in the majestic glory, this is my son in whom I am well pleased, John wrote about it too. We've seen the glory of the only begotten Father. You can't believe what the glory of God is like. You can't understand what it means to stand in the presence of the glory of God. We've been there. We've done that. We've witnessed that. And we stood in the presence of the glory of God in Christ. It was spectacular. You all should have been there. It left an impression on them. They had their memories. And I want you to think about your memories. The memories that you have with your loved ones, with that person who died. The person who is not with you anymore because dying in faith, they are now in the glory and the presence of God. They are basking in the glory. God has taken them home. And we don't get to see all that. We don't get to see the chariots of fire coming down and, and we don't get to see them standing in the glory of the presence of God. And we don't get to see all that. But when they close their eyes in death, they open their eyes to see Jesus. We just don't get to see all that glory. But just because we can't witness the glory doesn't mean that it's not real. Just because we can't witness the glory doesn't mean that it's not there. The disciples walked in the presence of Jesus day after day after day, and they didn't know the glory was there. They talked with him. Jesus was with them. Jesus moved with them. They were not able to see his glory until Jesus invited only three of them, Peter, James, and John, up on that mountain with him. And then, and only then, were they able to see the majestic, beautiful glory of God. And he was transfigured right in front of them. It's a problem for the rest of us because we're not able to see God's glory either. 
But I want you to understand this. The Bible makes it clear. You walk in the presence of God's glory every single moment of your entire life. Because do you realize that you are the temple of God? Do you realize that Christ lives in you? Do you realize that His glory fills your soul? Your sin-stained soul is filled with the glory of God. Do you realize that? That His glory surrounds you? That His, that his majesty envelops you? His presence lives in you, and that's what gives you eternal value and purpose. That's what gives you meaning. That's what gives you eternal life. And yet we miss all that, don't we? We miss all that. Elijah did, Elisha did. Elisha didn't want to say goodbye to Elijah, his beloved companion and his spiritual mentor. Elisha and Elijah had spent many great times together, wonderful, building wonderful memories. The way you've built memories with your loved ones. And of course, what do we want to do? We want to make more memories. But if they're taken from us, we can't make new ones. And this is the way Elisha felt. Elisha knew that Elijah was going to heaven. Wasn't too happy about it. Didn't want it to happen. And like your loved ones, Elisha could not bear the thought of losing Elijah. As the Lord lives, I will not leave you. You can understand why Elisha would have such a strong feeling. I don't want you to go. And if you're going to go, I'm going to go with you. If you've lost a spouse, you understand that. If you've lost a child, you understand that. If you're going to go, I want to go too. And of course, you understand what he's feeling when that daughter moves away or that spouse dies. There's a separation. And we can relate to Elisha. We've been there. If you've lived long enough, you've been there. And we know what he's going through and we can, we can hear his pain as the people from town to town come out and remind him, did you know that your master is going to heaven today? Did you know that your master is leaving you today? The people let Elisha know. And how did Elisha deal with all that news? <laughs> yes, I know it. Be quiet. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. Have you ever had something happen that was just too difficult to deal with? Too difficult to talk about. Well, then you understand. A very touching scene as Elisha and Elijah approach Jericho and the River Jordan. 
And Elijah understands this is a difficult time for his buddy, so he says, stay behind, this is going to be hard for you, I don't want you to have to deal with this, there's going to be tears, you're going to hurt, just stay behind, I'll, I'll go myself. No, Elisha wasn't going to have any of that. He wanted to be there to the bitter end. And maybe you have too, maybe you've been there because you wanted to, be there to the bitter end with somebody as you sat by their bedside and you held their hand. And you were there when they breathed their last. Wanted to be there when they go to heaven. And that's the way Elisha was. And you didn't want to talk about it really just didn't want to think about it. You just knew that you just had to be there. You just wanted to be there. To share that one last moment. But consider how many wonderful moments we've shared with all of our loved ones in this world, in this life together. The memories that we built, the memories that we've made as the glory of God has come to us in holy baptism. We were baptized, we share that. That glory when we come to the altar of the table and the glory of the Lord in the bread and the wine comes and is distributed among us. And the glory of the Lord lives and dwells in us as we come to worship. And we build those family memories of going to church and gathering together around the Word of God and singing the wonderful, precious hymns of the Lord and praising God in His lair and sharing God's love and sharing our faith and sharing that forgiveness and sharing all that. that promise that binds us together, that promise that unites us as family, that blood that makes us one, now and for all eternity. Sometimes we miss all that. Sometimes we miss the glory that's happening right here among us. We miss what Jesus has done, how he died and suffered to be right here with us to live inside of sinners, to live in us every moment. Especially in those difficult moments. And in those moments, in those difficult moments, God's glory shines. Oh, the moment may be dark, to be sure. But the grace shines, His love shines, His promises shine through the darkness. And we see it with the eyes of faith. Peter, James, and John got to see all that. They got to see the whole thing. Jesus shining in His divine glory. And it was beautiful. It was majestic. It was awe-inspiring. And you remember what they said? Lord, it's, it's good to be here. And when we see God through the eyes of faith and when we see our loved ones who are dying through the eyes of faith, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. When we see Jesus dying on the cross, giving His life, Lord, it's good to be here. In the presence of Jesus in His glory, dying to shed His blood to forgive my sins, dying to give me life it's good we call it good friday 
Because it's good that He died for me. It's good that He gave His life to save my soul. It's good that He loved me this much and that He has the power to save. And on that holy mountain, Peter, James, and John saw the glory. It's good, Lord, to be here. And they got to see all that. They witnessed His majesty. They understood He was God, but too soon, too soon would come the cross. Too soon the disciples would have to witness His death. And too soon they'd have to say goodbye. And the end of Elijah was near too. It was time for Elijah to go home, to be with the Lord. The time comes, it always does, to leave this earth. Time to say goodbye to the people we love. The glory that fills our lives each and every day is the glory that filled Elijah in the moment he was taken from us into heaven. Behold the chariots of fire and the horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven and the Lord took him home. He didn't have to die. Only two people got to experience that. Enoch walked with God and was no more. And Elijah was taken from this earth to heaven. Only two people never died. One day there'll be many, many people who never die. They'll just be taken directly to heaven. One day Christ is going to return. The angel Gabriel is going to blast his trumpet. Christ is going to appear. The trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised first. And those who are still living will never die. Those who are still living will meet the Lord in the air and be given their glorified bodies, their sinless bodies, in that moment. Just like Enoch, just like Elijah. One of our hymns, we sing these comforting words, Lord, let at last thine angels come to Abram's bosom bear me home that I may die unfearing and in its narrow chamber keep my body safe in peaceful sleep until thy reappearing and then from death awaken me that these mine eyes with joy may see O son of God thy glorious face my savior and my fount of grace When Jesus returns in the clouds of glory, our souls will rise and our bodies reunited. Paul wrote about it. Behold, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep. We will not all stay dead. But we will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. For this perishable must Put on the imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. Do you understand the importance of God's glory living in you? Dwelling among you as a people of God? Do you know what it means to know that His glory is among us? Do you understand His forgiveness? Do you understand what all that offers? 
Do you see the glory? No? Well, then look with the eyes of faith. When our loved ones die, believing in the Lord, they go home. And so will we to bask in the glory of the Lord forever. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.